0: Bad behavior in the online world. We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by Funwise Capital. Funwise Capital is a business lender matching platform. Avoid the mystery of one sided deals. Connect with Funwise to get the very best funding you can qualify for fast. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. It's easy. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. If you did hear me correctly, I could say start or grow your business. If you don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan that can help you get funding, get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months. Unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. They work with real estate, startups like I already mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really easy. Just go to apply.funwise.com mindog. That's apply.funwise.com slash mindog. Get money for your business now. Ply.funwise dot slash mind dog.
1: Is everybody ready for the mind dog of the show? Start the
0: clock And welcome my friends. To yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast, I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Seems that StreamYard has changed something uh, dramatically in the way um, the online stuff works and the video is supposed to flow nicely into the live video uh something changed in the last couple of days i gotta get used to that but thank you for coming it's great to have you here an unusual uh saturday and you say what's going on dog with the saturday show well uh this time of year with the band we're not gigging much on friday nights although we took uh we took a gig last night a late replacement gig for a band that canceled due to covid and so uh not expecting uh, to have gigs on Friday nights. The Saturdays are open, so this is what we're doing here today. Uh, today we're going to talk about a lot of uh, things, bad behavior in the cyber world, online world. And uh, interesting enough, last night, uh, or just before I went out to my gig last night, I saw this video called, Is the Internet Dead? And it's a conspiracy theory. And basically, it's not far flat uh, far from uh, flat Earth in the, in the uh, terms of conspiracy theories. And basically, it, it's uh, the I'll sum it up as quickly as I possibly can here. The uh, premise is that um, the web was a much nicer and safer place back in the days of AOL and chat rooms, and uh, when it was first coming into um, mass use in America and in the world and but uh evil they uh large uh, corporations and government took it over and now are using uh this uh, technology to make us more divided and make us more um bad more bad behavior online make us treat each other worse and be uh, more incivil to each other uh and If you have a long enough memory and if you you recall, it was never that, never nice. It was never nice. Even from, straight from the beginning, there were people who just uh, looking to start fights, keyboard warriors, people just looking to argue, make threats behind the keyboard, hidden anonymously. And sometimes, uh, even though social media has now put a face to a lot of people, people can create uh, fake Profiles and all that stuff, and just the worst behavior in uh, in human in the human condition can be seen online. And so we're going to be talking about that today. My guest, uh, Dr. Michael Nucetelli is a New York State a licensed psychologist, cyber psychology researcher, and online safety educator. He completed his doctoral degree in clinical psychology in 1994 from Adler University in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Dr. Nuchateli became a licensed psychologist in New York State as an author of the theoretical construct termed I-Predator. Dr. Nuchateli is a cyberbullying, internet safety, cybercrime, online predator, and cybercriminal psychology educator and investigator. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears. Open your minds and help me welcome in Dr. Michael Nucitelli to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Michael, welcome.
2: Oh, oh, good afternoon. Happy Saturday, everybody. That was quite a lot. And thank you for, uh, you know, giving me the props and saying all that wonderful stuff. So I'm,
0: uh, I'm still learning to read.
2: <laughs> and thank you for getting Nucitelli correct. Not that it matters, but, uh, you know, a lot of people say it different ways, but thank you. So mm-hmm. I, guess what we, I guess what we get to talk about today is, is a concept that I wrote actually uh, 11 years ago. But it seems to be growing with each passing years. Um, And one thing I can tell you, and great introduction, the Internet is not dead. Uh, The Internet is just beginning as hard. You know, some people may have a difficult time understanding. I mean, if we take a look, the information age, which is a period of history, began in the late 1970s. And actually, the birthday of the Internet, I believe, is 1983. So she is how old? I mean, goodness, she's about 40, yeah. Right, 40 years old. So she's young. She's not even middle age. So the information age, information, communication, technology, all of that, all of us that are here right now walking the face of the earth, we are at the beginning of a period of history. Information technology, the Internet, that's going to be going on for centuries to come. Now, what will happen, the evolution of information technology is going to be, which we're just starting to learn about now, is artificial intelligence. And then the big one is going to be virtual reality. Those two, which are the children, kind of how I look at, of information technology, that is the near future, and that, to me, is going to completely change the human condition.
0: Uh, I've had a couple of uh, experts talk about uh, AI and where that's going, and to be honest with you, when I hear this stuff about it, I'm glad that I'm not going to be living uh, that much <laughs> exactly. longer. Exactly.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it, mind do I mean, it, it's science fiction, but science fiction becoming real. So the stuff that we think are preposterous, oh, all of the that will actually happen. It's incredible, artificial intelligence and virtual reality. But getting back to what we're talking today, uh, my of what's going on today, and to all your, your your listeners and viewers, happy 2022, and hopefully everybody is COVID safe. But we're going to talk about today uh, a dark side of cyberspace concept I wrote 10, 11 years ago called iPredator.
0: Right. I want to. I want to uh, start with a basic concept, though. And the idea is: is the technology the cause of this, the worst behavior of, that humans can can uh, uh, expose themselves to, or is it part of the human condition? Uh, what's going on here with my mic? Is it part of the human condition that causes this really bad behavior that we see online?
2: This is why your show is called Mind Dog. Mind, mind, psychology (laughs) of excellent question. It's not causal, okay? There is what is called causal, and then there's correlative. Causal, if you smoke cigarettes, you are very likely to get lung cancer. Correlative means is that events, issues, factors can increase the probability So one of the things that I often educate folks on and you mentioned it at the beginning in your intro is I call it the veil of anonymity only in the information age. So, for instance, mind dog, in a pre-information age world, if I wanted to bully you or if I wanted to start or if I wanted to do something to harm you, to do it offline, essentially, most often you had to see me. You had to essentially know who I am. In cyberspace, I can be whoever I want. And I call it the veil of anonymity, where I can sit here on my ass and I can create and I can create a profile that I'm a 15 year old freshman and I go to the high school that's just down the road of your 15 year old daughter. Okay. And that is how the online child predator begins to groom the female, the male, so forth and so on. So the veil of anonymity is, a, is, a, is an aspect of the information age that we have never uh, in human civilization has experienced. And because I can go behind my computer, okay, I can act, I can behave, I can do whatever I want, and what is there not, mind dog, there's no accountability. We don't have criminal defamation yet. So you have predatory trolls. You have people that can go online and literally tear you apart, target your family, your loved ones, your career. And what is the accountability? Right. So when you talk about the conspiracy theories saying that it's all played, The one thing I would say that I, I disagree when it comes to your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat is all of that is that they don't take an active role in terms of dealing with predatory trolls, cyber stalkers, cyber harassers, so forth and so on that needs to be dealt with. And it still isn't. And so that's where I would say, I agree that, you know, social media platforms are really, you know, Uh, Oh,
0: there's no doubt. I don't disagree with you one bit there that they, they aren't, um, we talk, we hear all the time about censorship, but censorship seems to be uh, on these uh, social media platforms since about ideology, not about censoring, uh, people who are threatening anyway. And I, I know they have rules and community guidelines that are supposed to be, but they're not, They're, they're not enforced well, but the part where it becomes a conspiracy theory is um, and and it, this is, happens in uh, in just about every conspiracy. There is a big they that is behind the veil that wants to cause this, like the flat Earth people. Right. They can't explain why why uh, all these countries have been uh, conspiring together, enemy countries, to get us to c- believe that we live on a sphere. What? what is the purpose of that? I mean, and I I don't want to go there on the flat earth stuff, but it's just, it's the same thing with this. They're saying there are corporations and governments that want us to threaten each other and be, uh, you know, this uncivil to each other online, and are doing that on purpose, like conspiring in a back room. Like, ah, look, look, we're making them fight.
2: Yes, <laughs> That's why, gonna... I guess you know, we, if, when it comes to kids, we would call that NWO, New World Order. I mean, I have been accused by trolls again. Is that I am an, an associate? I think I was even accused of being a director. Do you know what Pro is?
1: Right. <laughs>
2: you no know, conspiracy theories, but I, w- I've been, you know, uh, accused of being uh, one of the, the employees of that all from the 1950s. So, but getting back to iPredator, if I may, mind dog, can I give you the the eight typologies or the eight types? Let's see if I can get them correctly. Please. Of the eight, there's only one pediatric that occurs between just children. That is cyberbullying. The adult form of cyberbullying would be cyber harassment, cyber harassers, internet trolls, and cyber stalkers. Then we have cyber criminals, cyber terrorists, and then the last two, which are the worst of the worst, is your online child predators and your online child pornography consumers and distributors. So those eight types of online assailants make up my global concept called iPredator.
0: Wow. Um, well, there's a whole lot there. Now, hmm. uh, you say that, and I, I would agree that there, you know, child um exploitation for sexual purposes is is really the lowest of human behavior possible but cyber terrorism is something that uh we i think we take very lightly and uh just i had a a uh, independent journalist on talking about china uh, the government uh, of china actively taking a role in trying to uh, hack into our our systems and, and grid and all that kind of stuff. And within hours of that interview, there was a news report of China uh, actually um taking part in that in in something like that, caught trying to break into our grid and all that. Well, that
2: mind stuff. dog, if I may, I mean this is my definition. I define cyber terrorism as using information information communication technology, however you want to define that, to cause, you know, physical casualties of a civilian population, whether it be one or so. So, so far, at least from my research, there has not been a true cyber terrorist attack, at least in my opinion. Again, that is use of information technology to target civilian populations, people, groups, and there is a casualty from that. So, and as we know, terrorism is, you know, offline is targeting a civilian population. So, to me, cyber terrorism is targeting a civilian population, but it is leading, leading to a fatality.
0: Okay. Let's start with the first one, though, because cyber bullying was where you started with this, right? Yes. And so, uh, the solution. And, and I don't know; you would know better than me. But I was always taught uh, standing up to a bully is the best way to uh, to uh, deal with a bully, and I, I take that to online as well. So if somebody threatens me, and maybe this is not the uh, right solution, but I just want to get your take on it. Somebody threatens me, I will call them on it and say, "Let's take this offline and meet face to face."
2: mind dog if, if we're dealing with cyber harassment cyber stalking or internet trolls that's different because that's adult but remember when we're talking about cyberbullying, we're talking about children we're okay. talking about pediatrics so to encourage a child to go beat the shit out of somebody who's you know in, in the 12th grade uh, that can go either way the old adage which I kind of still subscribe to for children and even for adults have you ever heard of the term don't feed the troll? Yeah. Right. So that still kind of applies. So if you get messed with online, if you get slandered, if you get targeted, the best thing is to obviously block them, but to not address it and to avoid. Now, usually, if, let's just talk about Internet trolls. Okay. Which when cyberbullying occurred between children, they can Internet troll one another as well. So essentially internet trolling is, is where I, my job is to piss you off. So I go online, I use social media, I use email, I use messaging, I use video, web conference, whatever my, my job is to get you to provoke you and to get you angry. Now, as an internet troll, if I can successfully do that, I give myself the proverbial high five sign to myself and I stroke my ego. Look what I did to this idiot. I pissed him off, this mind dog guy. Okay, That's an internet troll. But what I introduced about seven years ago is what I call the predatory troll. And what the predatory troll is, they're not just looking to piss you off. They go after you, your wife, your family. They go after your job. If you're in college, religion, they do whatever they can do to completely character assassinate and and decimate your reputation. That's your predatory troll. That occurs as well with cyberbullying. But cyberbullying occurs among children. And one of the fascinating things I've been studying for years, I still don't know, maybe you know mine don't. With all this nonsense that's going on, the way people cyber attack one another, do you think children are learning from adults or adults learning from children how to defame and to, to slander another person online?
0: Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I would say probably if just my guess is that well, child, adults are acting more like children, whether they're learning from children. <laughs> exactly. But uh but so I just want to be clear on this because I had been accused of bullying a guy who was older than me, actually, uh, because I disagreed with him about something he said one time and it was political, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just disagreed with him and I was being civil about it, but just pointing out that, um, cause I knew him and pointing out that he wasn't qualified to make the kind of assessments exactly. that he was making. And then people said, well, you're just bullying him because you you know he didn't graduate high school and all this stuff. So I backed off, actually. But people started coming at me and calling me a bully. And he's an adult, so is that not bullying in your... Well,
2: if If I may mind, I mean, bullying is used at a very, uh, very, you know, in many different forms, you know, you stop bullying me, whatever. But the actual form of bullying, again, is a pediatric phenomenon. occurs amongst children. But, you know, I've had, you know, I've had people say that they've been cyber bullied and they're, you know, they're 40, 50 years old. I don't correct them and say, no, I'm sorry. That's a pediatric issue. So if somebody says they're being cyber bullied, if somebody says they're being bullied, Ah, uh, whether it's online or offline, or they're adults, what I take it as, they feel they perceive that they're being, you know, uh, taunted. They are being judged. They are, you know, it's it's a negative experience for them, and they're upset.
0: Right. Okay. So now, with with bullying, there is an analog equivalent. It it, it evolved from real world bullying, schoolyard bullying, and all oh, that yes, kind of stuff. yes, But I, I predator. Is there an analog equivalent to that or is that new in the age of the internet?
2: Well, I, again, not to toot my own horn, mind. I've been told, uh, you know, by, by many that I uh, predator is a new concept that is, you know, uh, at the beginning of the information age uh, real quickly. If you want to know you're, if you're an I predator or if somebody who, who watches this wants to know if they're a predator, very easy Criteria one is the use of information communication technology to harm somebody else, another online user. Two, a self-awareness that you're causing harm to somebody. That can be a little bit murky. For instance, let's say you are floridly bipolar, okay? That self-awareness of causing harm. When it comes to cyberbullying, that criteria can be a little murky too, because oftentimes, Pediatric child cyberbully, when they're identified and they're caught, they say, What teacher, what parent? I was just kidding around. I didn't think it would piss them off. So there is a percentage of cyberbullies who really think they're not causing harm. So we have the use of information technology, a self awareness of causing harm to others. And then number three is what I call cyber stealth. And what cyber stealth is, is the use of online deception. Where I use online deception either to completely hide my identity, or I use my identity, but it's somewhat skewed in terms of you sitting there, mind dog, and saying, "You mind dog, saying, hmm, is that Doctor Mike, or is that one of his sock puppet?" Or let's say I create a sock, as as your you know your listeners know about sock puppet, I create a fake account, and you're like, "Hmm, is that that Doctor Mike?" Guy? So that is cyber stealth. So if you meet those three criteria, you are an eye predator.
0: Wow. I think I might be one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I don't... Well,
0: here's the thing. I have a Don Quixote complex. Uh, and and so... And I know that I have been single-handedly uh, calling out people, conspiracy theorists uh, online. Uh, if,
2: I, if I may my just so... It, it, please... It, in order to be an iPredator, you have to be doing those three for criminal or deviant purposes.
0: Okay. All right. There so you go.
2: now the other, which maybe we can talk about at a future show, which is a whole set, is what I call iPredator Bridge. And when iPredator Bridge, it's a subconcept of iPredator. What that is, is those are online users who become iPredators, but because they believe because of moral turpitude, self-righteous, this person, de- you know, deserves to be character assassinated online. That is called eye predator bridge. Now, maybe you fall within eye predator bridge. I don't know, but you're certainly not an eye predator because you're unless you know, you're not engaging, you're not doing it driven by criminal mind or deviant. You're not doing it for perverse reasons.
0: Yeah, and not looking to hurt anybody, and definitely. Uh, but I can relate to that idea of. Um, not so much moral superiority or any of that stuff, but just, you know, just frustrated by all the misinformation and, and as definitely conspiratorial stuff will, will trigger me into, uh, having. Somebody's got to speak up against it, against this, and that's kind of where uh, I I come in, and where I feel like I have, even though I have a very small voice online, I feel like if somebody is just t- flat earthers is one of them, I need to kind of k- tell people. I mean, how could
2: we be? Well, hey, come on now, how can we be
0: in 2022 and still believe the earth is hey, flat?
2: I I, I can't <laughs> explain. So, so but listen. In order for whether you're eye predator bridge or whether you're eye predator, now you have to understand this is very important. Uh, again, whether you're iPred or iPred or Bridge, when you're attacking somebody, whatever it may be, it has to be repetitive. Right. So when you get pissed off and you tell somebody who's a flat earther that you disagree or you pass judgment or you may even you know, call them something – so as long as that, the following day, you're not calling them. The f- next week, you're not constantly going yeah, after yeah, them. Yeah,
0: no, there's not even any individuals. It's just the theory itself that right. I... Uh, so then
2: you're on. not I predator, nor are you eye predator bridge.
0: Good. Now, for... for children and and i want to stay on this for a second because i think this is a really important one and, and craig's in the chat room he says how many kids don't have a phone ipad I, uh, tablet etc cyber being cyber
2: exactly give that guy a hundred dollars or a gift certificate to it exactly we uh, it, <laughs> oh, man that is great i'll give you an interesting term i didn't come up with it. it's called nomophobia and this is not this is not just for children it applies to adults Nomophobia is when a person, an online user, either can't connect to a Wi-Fi or they can't find their mobile device and they experience tremendous anxiety or a panic attack. Nomophobia.
0: I had it last night. <laughs> my, we took a break. We don't usually take breaks. And the girl singer took out her phone. And I thought, oh, my God, my phone. Where is it? And I, I started to feel that panic. I, I don't have my phone. What did I do with my phone? <laughs> but
2: mobile devices, have, mobile device technology has completely changed. Mind dog, I, when I wrote, uh, you know, again, I wrote iPredator back in 2010. So, yeah, there were cell phones, you know, mo- but it wasn't like it is now. Right. Everybody and their grandmother has a mobile device. Everybody, You right. know, and they live on it. So when you when we talk about Eye Predator, whoever wrote in is a hundred percent correct. That my mobile device technology has changed the face of even what I wrote as iPredator. Predator.
0: That genie's out of the bottle, though, because if I were a parent, I wouldn't. I would set an age of like a teenager before I would let my child have a phone i'm you know i'm not in that category where i have young children but um i think that genie's out of the bottle so we're seeing five-year-olds and six-year-olds walking around like they have to have a cell phone now yep uh did, did,
2: today i don't want to just again one of the things and for your for your viewers is i provide free volunteer help i've been doing it for 10 years after working on the weekends i do phone calls helping people who've been cyber bullied, cybers whatever i've been several hundred folks at least in the last decade but several years ago i was trying i was helping a woman and she had disclosed to me good this is a long time ago so i'm not disclosing i'm not breaching confidentiality is that she had bought for uh, the holidays her daughter that was four years old about to turn five but four years old an iphone why because the elder sister had an iphone with instagram and the four-year-old wanted to have instagram like her big sister right. and what did the, the mother do buy her an iphone wow At four years old
0: right uh so it, it's a situation that we really other than telling people to block stuff for kids it's kind of a, a diff, difficult thing like again i'm coming back to the old world uh if if a kid was being bullied, dad would go over and visit the other kid, bully's dad, and say, right. "Listen, you." But so, what are the resources other than blocking people now? How how do you take that that model from the analog world that we had of dealing with bullies, and and is there a way of like?
2: Okay, very very th- great question, my Dog, and it's two things. Two things, very quick, both for children. I mean, obviously, you got to teach children very on early on, and then adults. Okay. Digital citizenship and learning how to conduct oneself online. Digital citizenship is also called medicine. Netiquette is that when you're online, yeah, it's okay to banter. It's okay to, you know, get in arguments online, but it's always knowing. And this is, it's my dog. It still blows my mind. And I'm supposedly the father of the, this concept is that what, we, okay. Information can only be managed three ways. We can compile information, we can disseminate information, and we can exchange information. But do you know, mind dog, when you disseminate, when you post stuff online, whatever it may be, and now you delete it, do you think it disappears?
0: No, of course no. not.
2: Shit that we put online is there forever. So it's understanding for both children and adults is when it's how to conduct oneself in digital citizenship You have to, you know, not that you have to be some weak ass kind of, you know, uh, you know, vanilla wafer kind of guy, but you have to understand you have to be respectful. You have to be decent. And digital citizenship is understanding that when you go online, you're going to be somewhat kind. You're going to be firm, authoritative, not authoritarian, but you're going to understand the importance of being respectful. That's digital citizenship. And knowing how to conduct oneself online, very easy. If you're a teenager or adult, do you think it's a good idea to be sending each other sexually themed images and gifts and video to one another? Hey, babe, I just sent you on TikTok. do you think that's a good idea? Because now, let's say six months, a year down the road, you and this guy now break up and he's pissed off at you. Well, what's he going to do? it's called right. revenge porn and then the other new phenomena is called sextortion huge trending and truly truly unfortunate stuff
0: i'm not sure how that i mean i understand the the concept of sextortion but generally if you're talking about um boyfriend girlfriend issues that you know i mean how much money are you going to get out of people or what are you going to get out of somebody who's powerless and and not really uh unless they are rich and famous or something how that would work, but...
2: Well, you know, with sextortion, most of the, as we know, sextortion is, you know, online sexual blackmail, but I may not, you know, my dog, I may not want money for you. I may want you to do hoochie mama kind of dance on the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. More because then what I do with that is I can sell that in, you know, LGBT, since you're a guy, you know, I can sell it on other sites as well. So it's not just money, okay, sextortion is more webcam stuff that i could potentially use for not only my own but maybe sell it elsewhere
0: right so i'm not sure that we we have uh really kind of uh and we're just scratching the surface on cyberbullying but i want to uh move forward to trolling and you mentioned that high five uh, that i think what if we're looking at like real solutions here to the behavior, we have to look at the causes and the cause, the cause of what, what triggers people to need that um, attaboy for themselves that attacking another person online makes them feel good about themselves. That seems to me a deep seated psychological, psychological flaw in human nature that needs to be addressed or this stuff will always be
2: answer it right now check this out the universe god bless the universe i've never been there the university of manitoba back in 2014 did a huge study on internet trolls this 2014 and what it's called the dark tetrad and internet trolls get pissed off when i talk i've gotten trolled so much only because i talk about it so much because i love it all right and what they found the dark tetrad is that internet trolls as part of their personality are at much higher rates of being narcissistic, sadistic, psychopathic, and what's called Machiavellian. Machiavellian means ends justify the means. Machiavellian, psychopathic, sadistic, and narcissistic. So when you ask why are trolls the way they are, there you go.
0: Well, that's a lot of potentially criminal, uh, I mean, physically criminal people walking around in the world and because it uh, seems to me that there is so it's so prevalent that i would say and I, I'm, I'm not going to guess but a large uh, percentage of the population engages in some of this behavior to some degree uh, so if you talk oh, about
2: most my dog most certainly is that if you look at those independent correlates of course i mean again i have a whole concept maybe we can do a show on that in the future online psychopaths i don't know you know but when it comes to discussion of psychopathy, um, I created, you know, it, it's, it's right on the website and free to download is my online psychopathy concept and checklist. So, those aspects, essentially, this is why, mind dog, I call it the dark side of cyberspace. Eventually, iPredator, all of these uh, different typologies, they're gonna meld together. I mean, there's always gonna be cyberbullying, because that's just a child exclusive. But everything else, as time goes on, eventually are all going to be eye predators. So if you're a cyber stalker, I call you an eye predator. If you're a cyber bully, you're an eye predator. If you're going online looking to hurt, to steal from, to, you know, uh, to defend, you are an eye predator. And to me, it all it's all the same.
0: Right. Uh, somebody in connection with this kind of uh, behavior is... <sighs> And, and I don't know how much this is true, but the idea that the concept of being famous or known and uh, for something uh, without really having done any work to be famous for or added any value to society is is something that – it's it seems to be a new trend. I mean, usually back in the old days, and I hate to say this like that, like I'm an old – person but i am an old person but people got famous for doing things or adding value to the world they were celebrated for that now people just want fame as an end product without having to do anything to get there and i think that plays into some of this they want to be Famous for being a cyber bully or, or, or winning a troll most argument. Certainly,
2: most certainly. And again, this is why it's called Mind Dog TV. Uh, I did my doctorate degree, as you mentioned, from Adler University. So not that I'm staunchly Adlerian, but Adler was a really cool guy. And he's got some great, uh, you know, incredible uh, theories along with who I also love, Carl Jung. But what Alfred Adler believed, and I believe that too, is that we come in this world and we go out of this world looking to be accepted, looking to be validated, and looking to be part of a social group. So one of the aspects that I see when I wrote iPredator and even now, just like you say, is that people want to be seen as special. They want to be recognized. They want to be, if you want to say the top troll, the the top whatever, and because all of us have such a need to be validated. Some people, as Alfred Adler said, will go down the useless side of life and they will engage in nefarious, malevolent online activities in order to be recognized, in order to be validated by others who share the same extreme ideology.
0: Yeah. Is there a um, a guideline, a, 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 a playbook for how to get out of uh, uh if you're being the victim or on, on the victim side of this like a typical check here's the things you should do to get out of being uh trolled or
2: it, that's a good thing and i i continue to work i mean unfortunately there is not i mean yes first thing you do is you don't feed the troll okay so you don't respond to them All right. That's number one. Two, you block them as much as you can. But just, you know, as well as I do, what do they do? They just create another profile. So essentially, by avoiding them, not engaging in them, the majority of them, again, I'll say the majority now, not all. But most of them will step off and they will go and focus on somebody else because for them, their ego and for them to get validated, they need to piss you off. And right. if they're not even recognizing they exist, they eventually get bored with you and they go somewhere else. I mean, remember now for them, that's part of their gig. They, they enjoy doing this Yeah. outside of that. It is. And again, I'm not saying delete your profiles because social media is so important, but not feeding the troll. And if it moves to become something serious, um, do you, do you report them to, to the social media platform? Yeah, but we know even if that troll is breaching 20 of the 25 community guidelines, it is almost guaranteed that the social media platform is not going to delete unless they're engaging in child pornography or very, you know, egregious things. Nothing's going to be done about it. So, but you do it anyway. Right. The other thing that you do is you maintain a record once it begins to, you know, happen a lot. It doesn't stop the troll or the cyber stalker, but at least you begin to create a dossier in case down the road you have a civil lawsuit or, by the grace of God, I hope, someday there is what's called criminal defamation, an actual legal statute. There isn't one now, but so this is what you do.
0: Yeah, I know you're not a lawyer, but I think... uh it would help if parents knew because i've had lawyers talk about we're talking about child porn here just for a moment mm-hmm. and it would help if parents understood i think it would help if parents understood that if you give your child a a phone an iphone or whatever not that brand brand doesn't matter but a smartphone and they take a naked a nude selfie and send it to their boyfriend they're underage the parent is legally uh, uh yes a, a, a child pornographer uh, yes and <laughs> uh, that's
2: being done i mean and that is being done and he, i mean again are we uh, again i am not defending chi- but are we to expect children to behave in a, re- a rational adult manner no we way oh mind dog thank God. you and i look like we're about the same age but if i had mobile devices when i was a kid I probably would have done the same shit.
0: Oh, I, no I, doubt.
2: Come on, I mean that would. Oh my god! I mean, back when I was young, we were just being introduced to the beepers that you put on your belt buckle. Oh, I got a beeper, you know. And then yeah. when the cell phones came out, they were the size of a shoebox. you know? no,
0: no doubt. I, I'm so glad there weren't video phones right? around yeah. when I was.
2: Young. <laughs> so, but getting, if I may, and this is kind of important uh, when it comes to cyberbullying. Uh, It also applies to adults who get attacked online. But for children in the cyberbullying, it's very important for parents or any of you that have children to understand what it means to be cyberbullying. Okay, when I was a child, I was bullied. But at the end of being bullied, I got to leave the school. I got to leave the park or the playground, wherever I was being bullied. And guess what? I used to be able to go home to my neighborhood, to be with my family, to be with my friends. Okay? I I had sanctuary. I right. didn't skip. Now, children who are cyberbullied, they're 24-7, 365. <laughs> they are targeted. So essentially, children of the information age... There are no holidays for them. So if they are bullied at school, then they're cyberbullied online by that bully. Or let's say that bully gets his friends to climb on board. And now they're targeting you know the victim on all the different social media platforms. So weekends, summers, holidays, sick days, there is no escape from the child cyberbullied victim. Yeah. And what are we seeing a phenomenon now that is growing that we need to, it's called cyber bully side. And what is that? When a child takes his or her life because he, he or she has been bullied and cyber bullied continuously.
0: I'm glad you went there because I was going to ask about that next because being a parent is hard. And I know a lot of people are judgmental. If your kids, if your kids messed up, it's your fault because you're not a good parent and all that stuff. And there, there may be grains of truth and all that, but being a parent is hard. And so do you, uh, have you or do you recommend any kind of, uh, things for parents to recognize? Because you know, kids are not often, uh, very sharing about their feelings and emotions and stuff that's going on in their life. And so if a kid is being cyberbullied, Signs that a parent might know if because the kid's not being open about it and telling their parents.
2: Yes. Uh, Well, one of the ways is to uh, is a change in behavior. So whether the child is an extrovert, an introvert, a pain in the ass, whatever, if there is a change in the behavior that occurs within a couple of weeks, a couple of months, that sends up a, a red flag. The other thing is if they're spending more time in their room or somewhere isolated and when the parent walks in or approaches the child the child gets you know start get out of here and you know or closes the door i want my privacy those are two elements that that a parent can look at one of the things at my website everything at my website is free they can download the parent internet safety guide um, if i may one of the ideas I threw out there years ago, I call it digital dinner. And what digital dinner is, is let's say, for instance, your kids, all right. So every Wednesday you tell the kids is digital dinner. And that's when you have a pizza. You sit down, you have a pizza, you have some Coke. And digital dinner is when the parent has to go dumb. Even if you have a Ph.D. in technology, you have to play stupid. And essentially, you begin to engage the child because you know how children are. They look at us as adults as being idiots anyway. Right. So what you present yourself is, so tell me about this uh, tiktok or the Snapchat. And you ask very innocuous questions because they're going to you know, look at you as stupid anyway. And you, I hate to say this, you're, you're kind of using, <laughs> you know, uh, deception. But you're trying to sh- make them feel like. They are the authority on social media, or on the internet, or on your mobile device. So, with your iPhone, you know somebody was telling me at work about this location app that me and Bob, if we, I can see where he is at oh, any yeah. given. How do you do that? So you present yourself, and guaranteed, eventually, oh, ma, oh, dad, you know, they will begin to educate you because now they are the professional, the expert in this. And with time, with every digital dinner, they begin and they know this is a way you can begin to, you know, start to talk to them about, have you cyberbullied anybody? Are you being cyberbullying? Or, you know, when it comes to cyberbullying, there is the cyberbully, the cyberbullied, and then there is the bystander. Now, the bystander is the the child that knows the cyberbully, knows the cyberbully, but is doing nothing about it.
0: Right, we always find out afterwards when after the kid commits suicide. Oh yeah, he was being bullied. We find out about it at that point.
2: But if I may, mind dog, within that bystander segment, which we're hoping to increase, is called the upstander. And what the upstander is, is a child who's not going to, you know, not going to take this shit anymore and is going to do something about it. The upstander, you know, is not only sides with the victim, but will tell an adult, tell a teacher. And depending, you know, how, how ballsy they are, will actually confront the bully at school or the cyber bully. They're called upstanders. And we need to encourage children to become upstanders and make it seem as if it's cool because it is cool.
0: Right. Well, that's part of my psychopathy, I think, uh, is, uh, the Don Quixote, uh, the hero complex, all that kind of stuff. And I, I am one of those guys where if it's not, even if it's none of my business, but I see somebody being bullied, whether it's online or in person, I feel like I have to get involved. And I've, uh, tried to kind of tamper that, temper that down a little bit because, uh, I, I tell you one time I, I was, taking a, a, a man off of a, a woman he was beating up in, under your light. And I got him and I, I put him against his car and said, you just don't beat her up. As I was lecturing him on not beating up a woman, she, she stabbed me in the back. <laughs> so I mean, so those kind of lessons about, um, and I agree with you. It's great I'm to sorry, have people. That shit.
2: She literally stabbed you in the back. Yeah, or-
0: literally stabbed me oh, in the back with a knife. Yeah, because I was beating up her boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> and then she wouldn't testify against him in court. It's like so, but yeah. So I understand what you're saying. We need people to be upstanding and 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 stand up for uh, victims. But sometimes, uh, as I've learned, in tough lessons that can cost you. And so... uh,
2: of course, but that shouldn't neg- that shouldn't prevent somebody from standing up. I mean, pick and choose your battles, but you know, preferably. I mean, it's unfortunate that you got stabbed in the back and you went through that. But in the big picture, mind dog, you know, God bless. I guarantee you have helped many people in your life being that type. Hopefully. So you call it Don Quixote hero complex. I-, I commend you for doing that. I think that's good that people do it. And in fact, mind dog, I hate to say. It, I think me, people need to do it more. You know, yeah. when we here in the information age, think about it, is people are becoming disconnected. OK, let me give you a quick example. A good friend of mine, Rosemary. OK, um, she allows you to give me permission to you. Just think about this. OK, and she told me this five years ago and it so applies now as she's sitting down in the basement in the den watching TV with her teen daughter and her teen daughter's friend. The TV's on. OK, now you would think teen daughters, teen girls would be talking, 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 you know, yakka, yakka, yakka. Not a peep, not a word. And what Rosemary told me is all of them were sitting on their cell phones, their smartphones, talking to one another's and talking to others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's now, and Talking to somebody five feet away from him. <laughs> yes.
2: So that mobile device, right. That's all right. Not too long ago, about three years ago, I go over to get a, a piece of pizza at, at a restaurant and I walk in and they also had, you know, a, a restaurant area. And I could see there were a couple of there and you could tell, you know, based not, you don't need to be a psychologist to say uh, new love, but they're either on the first or second date And instead of dealing with one another, all the uncomfortabilities and nervousness of new love, they were talking to one another on their mobile device. Not the whole time, but the mobile device was in front of them. She had hers. He had his. And those two devices were in between their connection
0: it's kind of like a whole evolution of the human race in, in some way into this cyborg AI uh, somewhere in between machine and new
2: human. Right. So what is social media? Where, as you know, you know, uh, the beginning, what was social media supposed to do? Connect us. But what is it really doing? It is slowly disconnecting us. Okay. And that is part of, you know, what we live today in the information age And if we don't change it and we don't address it, it's only going to continue eventually. And again, uh, let's take the COVID pandemic, all right? Uh, And God bless everybody who's dealt with it and we're still dealing with now. But during the height of the pandemic, we went from brick and mortar schools in education to online schooling, also called virtual learning environments. Now, don't get me wrong, online education is wonderful. But could you imagine, mind dog, if we move to a point where there is no more a need for brick and mortar schools because now <laughs> K through twelve, middle school, high school, I do it all online.
0: No, yeah, when it,
2: that occurs, if that occurs, that is going to completely change the way the human condition and the psychology of what it means to be a social creature
0: absolutely you know we we joked about it when we were in school but are we going to use algebra when we we go old? but the the what you were really <laughs> learning in school what you were really learning in school was how to be a, a a civilian and how to be in society and and interact socially with people that's the best lesson you got from school of course forget about everything else and so if we don't have that we are really looking at a um a very strong change a very prominent change in society in the way we deal with each other and my dog
2: i don't remember 95 percent of the shit (laughs) i learned in high school but what i do remember was the girls i dated my junior prom my senior prom my football my i remember all the social aspects those are the fine memories so you're but if if we move to an online educational you know situation that all goes away
0: Right. Uh, Craig has another interesting question in the chat room. And, uh, I know you're, you're a psychologist and you're not a legal professional, but it, I think it's a, an interesting point he brings up. Has any group ever been prosecuted that you know of under, say, like, uh, Rico for cyberside, like the cause of, uh, being responsible for a kid committing suicide because of bullying?
2: uh not be not that i know of again i'm not an attorney and i right. don't spend that much time online looking for that is i mean it'd be interesting to know does uh does law I mean,
0: enforcement seek you out because of because uh, this is your uh this is your oh yeah advocate. again
2: again and i'm not asking for law for I I, I I do <laughs> not volunteer work i mean by day i am a clinical psychologist i have my own practice i work with the chronically mentally ill and then after working on the weekend is when i do all my volunteer educational stuff but no i've spoken to law enforcement attorneys a couple of judges again i've been doing this for 10 years so i've gotten calls for it, and it's free so i've gotten calls from pl- plenty of different professionals ranging from the medical the healthcare system all the way to legal and uh, you know to law enforcement and, and mind dog, there is a shit ton that I don't know. I mean, I am a student of information communication technology. I just happened to write a concept because I was a forensic psychologist in my past life, you know, and uh, I love the study uh, of the criminal mind. The cyber criminal mind is what I call it now. Um, So that's always been a pension of mine.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I would love to have a whole program on that, on the forensic psychology uh, of uh, cyber criminals and all that kind of stuff. You mentioned the website, and I want to make sure I got this right because it's scrolling across the bottom, and there's a link in the description, but I want to make sure I have it right. It's co, not .com, right?
2: No, it's not .com. You can either go to No, the .com right now is, I think anybody can go. It's like $10,000 to buy Oh, uh, is
0: piece. somebody sitting on that name? Of course well, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah.
2: So you can get the .co or .org. I also have .net. So .net, .org, and .co.
0: All right. The and link is in the th- description to make it easy for people. I just want to make sure I had it right. No,
2: because- no thank you. No, I see it scrolling.
0: Doing <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so now, does scamming fall into what you what you cover in uh, in in I Predator? Is scamming part of like the monetary stuff and the things that I see yeah. going on?
2: Most certainly, that would fall under cyber crime and cyber criminal activity. But when it comes to scam, to fraud, I mean, the forensic psychologist knows a little bit about it. And my, you know, but clearly, my expertise, my theory, everything I've done is on the psychology uh, of the online assailant. So when you're talking about scams and, and fraud and all that stuff, I can sit here and say, yes, cyber criminals. And I know basic aspects about scams and, you know, how to protect yourself. But I can't speak educatively on, you know, the, the the profile of a cyber criminal who use scamming as opposed to fraud, as opposed to identity theft. I just know, you know, because I study criminology and criminal psychology is that, you know, we have and God bless Dr. Stanton Seminow who wrote Inside the Criminal Mind back in 1984, um, I believe now we have inside the cyber criminal mind wow. because what is different and, and please disagree mind dog is that in a pre-information age world. And even now with the criminal mind, they didn't have this abstract artificial electronic universe called cyberspace and with cyberspace and information technology. This is why I say inside the criminal mind It adds a whole new layer to what the criminal, the pervert, the deviant does when they're targeting and they're victimizing somebody else.
0: Yeah, uh, and it seems like uh, like with everything else, it evolves, and it it, sometimes it gets more clever, but it's other times it just seems like futile. Like, does anybody fall for this? How much time are you (laughs) wasting and investing in your life and just you know some things that just don't? I can't imagine anybody falling for this nonsense that. But some people do, I guess.
2: Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, mind dog thousands, if not hundreds. I mean, I, I've been asked that question too. How could people foil it? How could people, you know, give out their their home address? <laughs> Listen, I, several years ago, I, I have four examples because I had uh, a woman who I'd helped many years ago, not that many years, enough to where it, there's nothing wrong with it, is that on Facebook, her Facebook uh, profile, as you know, has privacy settings. Right. She had her privacy settings set to public. Okay. And she's talking. She announces that she and her loved one are going down to the shore. I live on the East Coast. She's going down to Atlantic City for 10 days and go to the beach and the, you know, blah, blah, and have a great time for 10 days. Not only does she announce that she's going to Atlantic City, she announces the dates that she's leaving. And her Facebook is on public. She right. goes to Atlantic City, has a great time, comes back. Guess what? Her entire house was gutted. All right. <laughs> so surprise. they obviously, yes. I mean, they, they broke into her. I mean, they didn't take the furniture, but they take took all the valuables, anything, silver, anything that was of worth, they stole it. Right. Why? Because she didn't realize that her Facebook was on public and she's announcing to the world when, where she's going and when she's going to return.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh it doesn't seem and I, again, I, I I kind of telegraphed my uh pessimism here from the beginning, but it doesn't seem there's anything to be optimistic about in terms of solutions for the future or in terms of uh dealing with this stuff. Am I wrong? Is is there a reason to be optimistic?
2: No, there is there isn't well I mean to be optimistic it's it's just like educated consumerism. When you go buy something, you want to compare products, you want to make sure, but otherwise you'll get taken or you'll pay too much. So when we're going forward, essentially, it is, okay, real quickly, the less personal information you share. Remember, you you can disseminate, you can share, you can share, you can exchange, and you can compile. Even compiling information can be monitored. The less personal information about yourself that you put out in cyberspace, the lower probability you'll have of being targeted, okay? That's number one. And two, common sense, the big never – I even have a graphic mind dog that says never, 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 never share sexually-themed content online.
1: Yeah.
2: Whether you share it online, whether you exchange it, none of that. So no personal information, no sexually-themed content. By not doing that, you reduce the probability of ever being targeted. The other thing being – Again, as I said earlier, it's okay to banter. It's okay to debate. It's even okay to, you know, respectfully argue with others. But when you become ideologically extreme, you become noxious, you begin to, you know, uh, espouse and become racist and use awful. Now you're setting yourself up to be targeted by others. Right. So Those aspects, again, digital citizenship and learning how to conduct oneself online, And then the other one, which is very online safety. Okay, we just talked about an example of a woman who had (laughs) I mean, is she an idiot? No. Was she practicing online safety? Not at all, because as we know, in the psychology and part of the human condition, all mistakes, everything that occurs in our life that turns out to be negative usually is caused by human error. It's because of our own you know, our own neglect or our own not thinking or whatever. Human error. Now that's not a hundred percent, but the the vast majority of things that occur online, if you get targeted, it is due to human error. Things right. that you've said, things that you've done, or things that you haven't done, such as online safety.
0: Interesting, man. I'm I'm really fascinated by um the mindset of some of these people and trying to understand where they come from. I think and I know we're, we're we're coming up on the hour here so I'll try to be respectful of your time, but I think part of the issue with adults fighting like children online is this what I call last wordism. People are afraid to uh, just let the other guy have the last word. And I've adopted this thing lately with trolls who, uh, who just want to keep coming at me all day. I just say, how about this? You go tell your friends and yourself that you want an argument with me. I'll, I'll ignore you, and we'll both live happily ever after. The world yeah. is big enough for both of us. And that seemed to make them stop when I just say that. But sure. uh, uh they, what about that, this idea of last wordism? Is that new right. to... To the Internet.
2: That's been around. Matter of fact, I think that's a Seinfeld episode. I don't know if anybody remembers Seinfeld. (laughs) So but the point is, I mean, one thing for you, mind dog. And this you're a public figure. So public figures, celebrities, politicians, uh, it's different for them because they have to they have to divulge certain personal information or personal information is a lot easier to access. So the thing for a public figure is to you know, minimize as much personal information as possible, particularly for you being on air and you're talking and you're bantering people is to always be mindful not to share personal aspects about yourself and your loved ones. Very hard to do when you're engaging with other folks about that, but it's to be mindful of that.
0: Yeah, I have a big problem with that.
2: The other thing, which we didn't talk about today, where when I presented to the state of Vermont and the state of Colorado, the psychological associations, uh, we're going back several years now, but they were most uh, interested. They weren't really interested into the the, the eye predator, but what they were interested in is the subconcept, which is more into the psychology of both the, the predator and the victim. It's called odor, and that's at the website, too. ODOR is the acronym online distress dictates online response. And what that basically means, mind dog, is that the whatever's going on in my offline world is going to have a direct influence into what I do and how I interpret my online engagement. ODOR, offline distress dictates online response. So if I'm pissed off, if I'm happy, if I'm psychiatric, If I just got laid off from my job, got in an argument with my wife, when I go online, if I'm not careful, I'm going to not only give off that vibe, but I'm going to communicate and I am going to, if I'm pissed off, I may tell somebody, if you know what I mean, it's called odor. And that is the psychology of what's going on, living in the information
0: age. I, I love the acronym, and uh, and the fact that we make everything into an acronym today. But I like that one. <laughs> uh, but so, and finally, uh, from your perspective, I think it would be a good thing. And I, we just kind of be, uh, scratch the surface, and please do come back as often as it takes to get all the information out there to people. And, and it's a great discussion to have, but. From my perspective, I'm thinking now it would be a good thing if we had, like, in elementary schools or at that level, whether it's going to be virtual or whatever, uh, this idea of uh, having a course in uh, online civics, uh, how to be how to be a, a good in, uh, citizen online. No?
2: My dog, you're going to be like the 61st show. I've done... I- Again, I'm nothing popular. I'm just a small psychologist here in Brooklyn with, with a theory. But I've done the last year and a half, probably 40, 50, 60 shows. And every single one of them, and this will be the other one, is that I have said, and it's also at the website, is that I believe it should be an educational requirement, K through 12, where children are introduced to online safety, as I said, digital citizenship and how to conduct oneself online. When I was a kid, I had to take metal shop and wood shop, all right? right. So what, but what there needs to be do, and I believe it should be a compulsory education requirement in public schools. My goodness, mind dog, we live in the information age. So if we're going to live in the information age and we are enveloped by information technology and children are totally surrounded by technology, Don't you think there should be at least one class where a child during their school year is introduced to the concept of cybersecurity, online safety, cyberbullying prevention, starting as young as possible, going all the way through their senior year?
0: Absolutely. It sounds like a no brainer. And if it, if, it, if it can come to me, obviously, you, can't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this stuff out. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'd be happy to help push that agenda in any way we can. Again, I, w- I appreciate your time here today. And I hope you will come back and we can talk more about this because I do think it's definitely an important issue and something people need to hear and learn more about. So thank you for, for being here and, and sharing your insights. Oh, with. Thank me. you. my Thank you. Thank you uh ipredator.com folks Oh, uh, dot co i'm sorry i made the mistake
2: oh, uh, dot org is it's easier because otherwise right. get.
0: okay uh thanks for coming uh doc i'm gonna call you doc, doc sure. dr Nuc- Nucitelli. and, and uh till we meet again i will send you uh links for this but please do come back let's let's make a plan on you coming back not not too long in the future thank you my dog thank you bye for now dr michael nuchatelli folks uh ipredator.co Hope you check out the website again. I think the, the final part of it there is the agenda. I'm going to uh, help be, you know get on board with this this idea of you know making it mandatory in schools for how to how to be a better citizen, how to be a better person online. My take on that lately is just like there's too many trolls, and you know what really drives that? What drives the need to that? A lot of empty people, empty in the sense of not fulfilled in their real life and need to fill that void in their life by putting other people down. I'm supposed that's always been the case even in the analog world, but it seems to be a lot more prevalent today. And so it's hard for me to be optimistic about this, but if there's any bright line, silver lining here, it's that um, getting behind the idea of educating. You know, we, we educate kids about bullying in school, you know, physical bullying. It's time to really start taking a look at how we Educate young children about cyberbullying and being better people online. Uh, and we didn't even talk about terrorism really in-depth or uh, the scamming stuff in-depth. And there's a whole lot more to this eye predator stuff. So hopefully uh, Dr. Nuchateli will be back uh, before long. Tomorrow, I have a Sunday evening show. Uh, Jason Leonard, j p l l LL Cool, J.P. Friend of Cuda Brown's, who uh, is the owner of uh, Lafayette Comedy in Louisiana, Louisiana, uh, will be with me at 8 p.m. tonight. We'll be talking about his stand up and why he started a, a comedy club. He's open for people like uh, Tom Secura and Doug Stanhope and a host of other top name comedians. Seems to me, and this would be something I would do, seems to me he started a, a comedy club just for the. Uh, opportunities to open for some of these guys <laughs> book booking some top named comedians and then open up for them but uh, and there's nothing wrong with doing it i mean i would do it again i'm not i'm not uh, criticizing for doing it but it seems like a fun thing to do if you got money to invest in a comedy club and you're into comedy and want to do it yourself <laughs> uh open up your own club believe me it's a thought i've had a lot recently uh so 8 p.m tomorrow i hope you join me then and if you miss that. Join me Monday morning for Coffee with the Dog. We'll start the second week of morning. 20, Thanks for coming. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye for now.